Hello and welcome. It's Deborah Harcourt speaking here from Asia Pacific Early Childhood Consultants and this is our podcast series, An Atelier for Reflection. This is episode number six and I've entitled this one, Is Regimelia an Unreachable Star? And you might know if you've been listening to our series, I'm trying very hard to raise some questions around practice in early childhood, both here in Australia and elsewhere in the world, to provide some provocations for thinking, to get us to continue to reflect on and do critical reflection on our work with young children and families and communities, and to start to see if there are other other options other than what we've always done, so let's keep doing it. So in this particular episode, what I'd like to do is I would like to propose this notion of Regimelia being an unreachable star. And there have been two events in the past weeks that have got me thinking quite deeply about this. So the first event was a a very long conversation I had with a colleague of mine in Italy, Dr. Luca Girotto, who did his training around Regimelia in Regimelia. He is now a coordinator of a group of infant and toddler centres in a small town called Correggio, which is not far away from Regimelia itself, about 20 kilometres. And in fact, it was the birthplace of Malaguzzi, who, Loris Malaguzzi, who is uh, the key philosopher from Regimelia. And Luca and I have been having some conversations around the notion of the centrality of the child. And it is my understanding that this notion of the centrality of the child is indeed what the, I guess what the key emphasis is from the Regimelia Educational Project. Our colleagues in Regimelia talk about the notion of image of child and they ask us through that image of child to understand more about childhood, about children's place in the world, about how children's rights can be enacted and about how perhaps the 100 languages can support children's engagement with their developing ideas and theories. Now, I'm a little concerned that in Australia and I'm assuming elsewhere that we are losing the notion of the centrality of children and childhood in early childhood education. And I say this for a number of reasons. First of all, I would ask you the question in terms of is the purchasing power of families, particularly in Australia, I think, but other other contexts where the privatisation of early childhood has got a very strong foothold, is the purchasing power of families, has that become an enabler to decentralising the importance of children and childhood? 
I'm wondering with this strong focus of many centres doing what the parents want because of financial considerations. Are the decisions that are being made in terms of how a centre operates, the kind of curriculum it focuses on, the kind of experiences that children are exposed to, the plethora of celebrations and those sorts of things that are done because that's what parents want. The other notion around the financial side of things is I'm a little bit worried that the economics of investing in early childhood and the education of young children, particularly by um, very famous voices such as Professor Heckman, who is a, a Nobel Prize winner in economics, who continues to tell us the importance of investing in early childhood and in children and about the long-term benefits of that investment, does that move the focus away from the centrality of childhood in the here and now? The importance of investment for children now, not just a focus on future outcomes, but on investment in children's experiences in the here and now as they are experiencing early childhood. So these are, these are a couple of things that I think are taking away the notion of how important it is to focus on children and for children to be at the centre of everything we do. Rinaldi asks us specifically to hold an image of child that is strong, that is powerful, and that must become the central tenet of the work that we do with young children. And making a declaration about your image of child must be the basis on which you hang your pedagogical practice and the decisions that you make around the things that you do for children. Now, one of the reasons why I think we're losing the, this notion of the centrality of childhood is because we're not having robust dial, dialogue and debate within centres or within our early childhood communities about what does it mean to have the children at the centre of everything we do, as our colleagues do in Regimilia. What does that mean for our philosophy? If we did a critical analysis on our philosophy, would we get a clear indication that children are at the centre of everything we do? And how then does that translate into our intent and our actions and our decisions? So if we held the mirror up, Rinaldi often asks us to hold the mirror up, would we see a disconnect be between what we say we do, the rhetoric, and our practice. Would there be gaps in that? So this notion of the centrality of childhood is one of the key issues that 
our colleagues in Regimilia are asking us to consider and my discussions with Luca are helping us to really examine this notion of have we lost the centrality of childhood. The other thing that we have come to understand, and this has come, I think, from this just this past week where I've had the great privilege to be in Adelaide listening to Carla Rinaldi, but also listening to Peter Moss, Ganilla Dahlberg, Susanna Mantovoni, who have been talking to us about the key premise of Regimilia is democracy. Regimilia sees early childhood education centres or schools as sites of democracy, where children can build an understanding of democracy, where children's rights are enacted, where there is a sense of solidarity around the importance of children and childhood. And I'm not sure that we've understood this very clear and strong motif that I think comes from Regimilia as alternate storytellers about the possibilities and the potentiality of early childhood education to become a democratic space. So when Carla Rinaldi talks to us about having the courage of utopia, my question would be to you, do contemporary teachers in our time, in the main, have the courage to seek a new utopia for early childhood education? Do they have the curiosity to build an image of child as an important political view? Have we been able to reimagine what childhood might mean in our own practice as a place of change? Do contemporary teachers want to go beyond the notion of the superficial interpretation of Regimilia or are they willing to think deeply about their practice? Do they approach their work with an ethic of care? Do they actually care about what they do. So for example, you would see many, and I'm sure you have, as I, I read just this morning on a Facebook post where there was a, a beautiful early childhood environment. And judging by the pictures, I thought there was some deep thinking happening for the environment to be presented as it was, as a context for learning. Yet the commentary that comes underneath that is things like, oh, Kate, that's a lovely idea. Let's do that on Monday. Without understanding why we do these things. So my provocation to you as listeners is how do we think deeply about the notion of these environments being places to understand democracy in action? How do we see these places as being a place where children's rights are enacted? Malaguzzi's work, I think, if we trace it back, is a source of continuous reflection and we need to try and challenge 
the reality of childhood every single day. Because if we continue to see children and childhood in a very superficial way, and I'm talking here about our interpretation of Regimilia into practice, I'm wondering if we have lost our ability to tell alternative stories about the possibilities and the potential of early childhood education. So my question is then, what can drive or what does drive or what inflames the seeking of a new utopia? Is it around examining the centrality of children in childhood? Is it around constructing that image of child where children are important, where they are competent at any age, where they have enormous potential if they're given the opportunity to reach that potential and sustain it over time? Is it the ability to understand that the outcomes, and if you look at the outcomes in the early years learning framework in Australia or in New Zealand or in the United States or in the United Kingdom, are they enough? Are we seeing any great gains or benefit in doing what we're doing? Because for me, when I look at the way that early childhood education is enacted using the principles of Regimilia, what I see are teams of teachers who work within an approach that sustains children's creative thinking, their original thought that supports the notion of divergent thinking and problem solving, that looks at metacognition as something that is really important. I'm not sure if you've heard much about the 21st century skills, but I think we need to have a much stronger focus on this because teachers are a critical agent for these to be enacted. I'd like to read you something that Carla offered us um, on Wednesday of this past week. And she said, you need the courage to try and change the paradigm of childhood. And this takes perseverance and effort. We must hold the capacity to be amazed, to be surprised, to see the joy in childhood and the work that we do with children. We actually have a beautiful responsibility to do something. So this courage of utopia that Rinaldi is calling upon for us to consider, I'm worried if we actually have the capabilities of being able, of, of enabling that, of being able to translate what our colleagues are doing in Regimilia into our own political, small p, political contexts. Because as I said before, as you construct your image of child, you are constructing a political view. And your image of child, I think, is directly connected to your view of humanity, for example.
So I think it's really important to seek a curiosity around this notion of what does Regimilia really mean to us? What are they offering us in terms of an alternate story about the possibilities of early childhood education? And can that alternate possibility or potential for early childhood sit alongside the notion of purchasing power or the future economics of investing in early childhood? Susanna Mantovoni called early childhood education and the way that Regimilia is approaching it as a moving cultural heritage and not as a capital investment. So how do we build a cultural heritage around childhood that is dynamic, that changes as our society changes and doesn't get stuck in some place because we've always done it so we will continue to do that. So my question to you is how do we enact this? How do we challenge what we've always done? And how do we embrace the principles of Regimilia so that it is truly an authentic translation or an authentic interpretation of the work that our colleagues are doing into another context, both a political context and a democratic context that fits with the actual context in which you are working. So I would ask you the first question that I proposed at the beginning for you to consider, is Regimilia an unreachable star? Is Regimilia in your eyes a place of research, but a place of research around where democracy can be enacted, where children's rights are central to all the work that you do? Is it possibility to build solidarity within your community about the importance of early childhood education as a democratic space? Can we offer an alternative image of the school, an alternate image of the educator that marries with a conception of pedagogy that is dynamic, that it doesn't become mummified. Peter Moss said that sometimes pedagogy becomes mummified. We get stuck and we can't shift, but we need to remake it. We need to reconstruct it. We need to update it. And that's what our colleagues in Regimilia are doing. So I hope I've given you some food for thought, that there are some provocations there for you to think about with your teams. And I look forward to coming back to you in two weeks' time to end the podcast off for 2017 on a focus on celebrations and what are we actually celebrating. Thank you so much for listening and I do look forward to your feedback. Bye for now.